Welcome to Off the Deck. This is game number 37. On the tee, Ben Swanton. On the tee, Ryan Keeney. Welcome to episode 37 of Off The Deck Golf Podcast with me, Ryan Keeney, and my co-host, Ben Swanton. Hi, Ben. Hey, Ryan. Hey, buddy. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're one week closer, aren't we, to golf? This is the week when uh, the sun, sun sets after 6pm. Yeah. We are we are another seven days closer to golf, um, which is good, which is big. And um, even more importantly, the sun is rising early Quarter past six this morning, I was out with the dog, and it was absolutely early enough to be playing golf and light enough to be playing golf and seeing your ball down the fairway. So, at least twelve hours of golf yeah. loveliness. Yes, here we go. Um, we are we we're into the golf season now. I think uh, you know I can forgive some uh, some not so dedicated followers of golf to give it a miss through January and February but we're into March Arnie's uh, event at Bay Hill has happened we've got the players this week um it's kind of we're into like no we're not into major season because this is not a major but we're into the big stuff this is when a lot of the players kind of the next four months masters uh US Open the Open and the PGA Championship um got a busy few weeks coming up everybody's uh, keen to start getting their hands on some trophies um, but we're going to start with the the Arnold Palmer Invitational, won by Big Daddy Bryson um, at eleven under. It was kind of kind of fun, really, watching him and Westwood down the stretch. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this weekend. Um, you know, like, like him or loathe him, he's entertaining, isn't he, old Bryson? Um, but I thought he he and Westy on an extremely difficult Sunday, uh, where the wind was gusting. And I think there were only three players who ended up on the pod, didn't they, for their rounds on Sunday yeah. afternoon? Yeah. Um, uh, Bryson was one of those, but they they played some extremely good golf um, uh, down the stretch, and uh, you know, look, both had to hold difficult par putts on the last. I think Westy was six footer and and uh, Bryson five footer. Um, so you know, he's a deserved winner. Um, gave us a lot of entertainment, but uh, Westy can sort of hold his head up because. Um, I don't think it's not one that he threw away it was just one that Bryson was just that little bit better on the day um, Westy's putter wasn't quite as hot as it was on Saturday him and Jordan on Saturday were literally holding everything Yeah. Um, uh, Jordan will obviously come on to him at some stage no doubt but J- Jordan not just the putter but uh, you know, bunker shots and uh, you know, holding ones and everything else but um, yeah fair play to him uh, another win, I think it's his eighth, isn't it now? Eighth PGA Tour win. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's building quite a good resume of um, of events as well that he's won. So fair play to him. Yeah, because he's not he's won Memorial, um, so he's based, so he's won Jack's event as it's kind of dubbed, and he's won is it was it Memorial? Yeah, yeah, yeah he won the Memorial in twenty eighteen. He won the Arnold Palmer um, in you know twenty twenty one. He won the U.S. Open. Um, a couple of there's been a couple of playoff events in there with yeah, Northern, the Northern Trust, Trust and, Delta, and, yeah. Yeah. and uh, he's even had a Dubai Desert Classic in there to kind of prove him as a, a worldwide golfer. It's yeah, it's kind of like I think the 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 fun thing, and I've I've even seen kind of non non golf friends and and non golf followers that 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 I kind of keep an eye on on social media sharing Bryson and his drives and and his way of you know go, particularly going at the sixth hole. Um, and it's you know I, it's kind of fun like just watching his reaction that he wasn't he wasn't necessarily being smug about it which I kind of like like he was excited to give it a go and yeah. he was excited that it made it and the kind of the double double fist pump and everything like this wasn't a guy standing there going look how good I am this was a guy going like oh that was that was kind of cool that yeah. I pulled that off he's such a geek isn't he yeah when it all comes down to it he's just he He's a geek who's trying to be cool, who's trying to act like he knows what it's like to be cool, but he's not cool. Um, 
he's just uh, he's such a character. Look, I mean, he, I there's lots to dislike about him in a lot of ways, but you've got to admire just the dedication that he puts into the sport. He tries things differently. He does things differently. Pushes the boundaries. Um, uh, he he's good. He's good for the golf. Um, I don't think we. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really massively in favour in just bomb and gouge golf, but I mean on a course like that, it does provide some interesting entertainment. Um, particularly that, that sixth hole is is perfect for his style of golf um, in terms of it being a good spectacle spectacle for us as a spectator or, or or even just somebody who's not that into golf and just comes into it every once in a while it's just it's really it's really obvious what he has to do and what he's trying to do and how impressive it is versus the rest of the field um i don't want it every week i don't massively enjoy it but but for that i for this weekend he was he was entertaining and in fairness i thought he played well dialing it back on sunday at certain periods um whereby he had to play more conservative shots and, and was playing irons off the tee and playing for position um, as opposed to just uh, smashing it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he was deserving of the win. It was it was nice to see kind of Bryson, who has bulked up over the last 15, 16 months, competing with the 47-year-old Lee Westwood, who admittedly has never been the longest of drivers and, and always up as a premium on accuracy, but still gets it out there at, at 300 yards. Yeah. Um, and just having the, the two of those that's kind of and yeah Westwood Westwood's fun uh, and, and and we've talked about it here before how much we we both well, we, quite likely well, yeah we we literally that that's what started off the podcast isn't it yeah. you, you, and, you and I having a chat oh what should we do our first you know when we started this first lockdown last year 12 months ago and our first podcast is Lee Westwood <laughs> so yeah. you know we, we are Westie stands yeah um, but and it, it's slightly different ways of doing it. So Westwood and Bryson were one and two for stroke skinned T to green. Westwood actually edged out Bryson on that, and, and Bryson was slightly better with the putter um, yeah. through the week. So you know, there's there's slightly different ways of getting it there, but it's about you know, effectively getting the ball in the hole as as quickly as possible. Um, so yeah, yeah. I the one one question I do have is that sixth hole. How yeah. like. Uh, officially it's 555 yards but you know uh, that feels like one of those things where it should they should put it on the scorecard as 300 and 390 or 385 or whatever it is and just stick down par 5 as well and yeah. really mess with people and, and give you the true yardage just straight line from tee to green um, and however you want to get there you get there yeah I've often wondered that with par 4s so par 5s that have dog legs or par 4s that have dog legs that just aren't aren't right. Um, who 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 dictates what the angle should be off the fairway to then dictate what the yeah. yardage is? Um, yeah, um, I mean he, he he and Rory just had a huge advantage in that. I mean Rory Rory played it pretty well, although pretty terribly on Sunday, uh, going to the water twice before a third ball eagle. Um, yeah. But uh, the two of them were just so far up up the. Fairway versus everybody else. Was it like 160 yards? He was ahead of Lee, I think, in the end. Yeah, I After think their tee shots because of the angle and the carry that they could yeah. both take. I'm trying now to sort of scramble a little bit and bring it up. But um, on the sixth on Sunday, yeah, Bryson had 88 yards into the hole um, after a 376-yard drive, and Westwood had uh, 255. After a three hundred yards, so just being able to cut that corner, um, yeah. take on well, the water. But the, the irony being, a, after a drive of over three hundred yards as well, so he's, yeah. he's still one hundred sixty yards behind him yeah, after yeah. a drive of three hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. So Lee Amazing. played it to its full five hundred and fifty odd yards um, yeah. by with his angle. Bryson was able to, in theory, cut it to four hundred and fifty. Um, and they still walked himself. off with the same score. And they still walked off with birdies, which is a joy of the joy of golf. Um, so uh, we we've mentioned him already, uh, but Rory McIlroy kind of has. It's hard to you know to say that a guy that's been you know top ten and top twenties over the last few weeks isn't quite at the races, but Rory McIlroy's not quite at the races um, at the minute. You know he finished with a seventy six in in tough conditions for everybody, um, and then admitted afterwards that he's just 
lacking something, lacking a spark, or not quite feeling it, and needs needs something. Do you think that's a do you think that's a momentum momentum thing? Or like momentum? Do you think it's just where his kind of life is that you know he's going to struggle for that motivation? Do you think it's a pressure that he's got with kind of playing perfect golf? Where yeah, I think I th- I feel on the latter. Um, I know. Um, I know we've we've kind of talked around his like wedge game and there's certain parts of his game that need to improve, but his putting's actually improved the last two past couple of weeks. The work he's mm. been doing with Brad Faxon is clearly working because he's shot up on the strokes gain putting uh, over the last few weeks. But there is something not quite right there, and I, I just wonder whether it, it must be a bit of a mental internal pressure thing that he feels that he has to win each week, and he started off all right this week, um, and even going into Sunday, okay, he probably wasn't going to win from where he was coming from but it was still in a half decent place at, at seven under at, you know three shots back I think going into the final day or four shots back going into the final day so um, he's look there's kind of his floor isn't it right now which is top ten yeah I mean that's not bad he's not far yeah. away from winning it, but there is definitely a mental I think it's mental for me more than anything else and then as a result of that, it then seeps into the the rest of his game. I think if he doesn't get a couple of putts going, or if he doesn't hit a good wedge shot in the first couple of holes, you sort of feel like he's never going to that round um, because he doesn't believe it himself. Hmm. I, yeah, Rory's the only golfer that we we talk about this, like this. Like he's the only yeah. guy that finishes top ten. Like, oh, why didn't he win? Like he opens with a sixty six. Why didn't he run away with the comp? Like why wasn't he lapping the field? I. Saturday afternoon at like twenty under with with nobody within eight or nine shots. Like he's, I think Rory's problem is that he is just about the biggest name in golf still, um, and certainly the kind of the one that the casual fans around the world will know. And then actual golf fans kind of look at him and think, "Why have you not won more? And why have you not won more majors?" And and some of that has to, I think, get to him because he. He cares, and he put. I imagine he puts so much pressure on himself that when he's stuck the ball three hundred and fifty yards down the fairway or three hundred and forty yards down the fairway, sent on in the short grass and has just a wedge in his hands, he puts some pressure on himself to be unrealistic. That you know it has to be within five feet, or he's annoyed. Rather than actually the tour average being you know triple that, I think like around fifteen feet or twenty feet, and actually just. Accepting that it's going to be days when he does that, and he's just got to kind of two putt, take his part, move on, and hope for one to to drop in because his his putting is getting there, and it has been improved in the last few weeks. Yeah, um, I mean, he lost, uh, he he gained nearly four strokes on round one, one and a one point seven on round two. He lost one on round three, and he lost point seven on the last day. So over net for the week, he's up. Well, he's up nearly four strokes, uh, putting. So he's he's not had a bad week with the putter. It's not there. Um, I think yesterday he, he started off okay. Um, he obviously bogeyed two, but then birdied four. And then it was ju- it was just six that derailed him. And once he did one in the water, and then he went for it again. You know, he just he shot himself in the foot just by hitting too many balls in the water. Quite frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that was all she wrote. And then by then he's just he's basically just dialing it in for the rest of the round, isn't it? Hmm. I mean, um, yeah, five five off the tee and a double bogey on a par five is fine, pretty impressive. And his putting, his putting matches up with Westwood and, and Bryson actually yeah. for this week, and is, is better than both of them. So it's not you know that's not the thing that's let him down this week. He's just it's kind of one of those things, and he can't he can't win every week. I, I, you know, as much as I would love to see Roy McIlroy win 11 tournaments in a row or 13 tournaments in a row or whatever the record is, that just doesn't happen with the quality of the fields that, that are out there now and just no. couldn't. But so, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah it, I think the, it's interesting that he's being open about that and talking about needing that spark and, and just, you know, and not having it, and you, I do wonder, if, you know, particularly Thursday where he shoots a sixty-six, is and immediately it's like, great, there goes, here goes Rory, that he puts that feeling on himself to shoot something similar rather than accepting that he might, 
He might have a 71 or a 72 or one of the weeks, and that, that's okay. We can still win these events with that because the weather will get up at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. I do I do wonder whether like, he, he's probably just in his own head too much and he kind of needs to care less. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, maybe we, you know, fans of his were guilty of thinking that you know, with the new baby along that maybe he'll care less. Um, maybe he'll get out of his way less. He he, he he sort of lost that that 2012. Um, I've nearly missed my tea time uh, for the final mm. for the final singles at the uh, at Medina in the Ryder Cup. Uh, but I'm still going to go out and win. He's kind of lost that carefree, freewheeling innocence, yeah. freewheeling, and it it just feels like we know he can get hot, and he showed it again this week. But then it feels like the rest of the week, maybe he's perhaps got in his head too much. Oh, I mean, maybe there's something wrong with this week. Who knows? We, in fairness, we didn't see a huge amount of him uh, over the last couple of days because there were just fireworks going on the, you know, throughout the rest of the course from others mm. uh, that basically took up all the airwaves. So, yeah. Um, but I, that that's from the outside looking in and from the bits and pieces I've seen over recent weeks, it, it, it seemed more mental than anything else. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, some of those fireworks you mentioned were by one Mr. Jordan Spieth. Here he is, uh, yeah. Hole in one on the second hole on Saturday. Uh, I think he chipped in for birdie on 10, but he'd, by which point he'd already dispatched his playing partner who um, had to withdraw with a back injury. Jordan, yeah. Jordan, Spieth playing, Jordan Spieth had a lovely time playing by himself. Like <laughs> he, he could just tell that he was a guy that he could spend as long as he want talking to his caddy over each shot because there wasn't any kind of time pressure on him um, yeah. he just yeah seemed to have Which, a lovely time uh, the man just loves talking to himself anyway doesn't yeah, he exactly, talk yeah. to himself and his ball I mean, it drives me mad I mean I, I sort of like it because I know that's exactly what I do but also I, I, I mean he's clearly an unbelievable golfer how lucky is he though it's ridiculous like, he hits his shot from the hole in one he's like oh his first reaction is like, oh, mm. oh, I need a bounce. Yeah. Mikey, Mikey, we need a bounce. <laughs> and he gets this unbelievable bounce. Fucking thing's gone in the hole. Like, what, what are you on about? It's like, yeah, it's, like but... one of the, it's like the boy who cried wolf too many times. He just but... like holds stuff. But I mean, he looked like he was going to hold two bunker shots yesterday. Yeah, but they're, um... the, they're the hole in ones that I, I kind of like. I'd hate to have one myself, but I've never had a hole in one. But I'd hate my hole in one to be a bad shot, you know, that gets a bounce or, <laughs> or kind of runs in. But I've seen somebody do that, like pull one, and it just it got this wicked bounce off a bunker and rattled the flag and went in. Yeah. And yeah, he do, You know, you don't. It, players don't know whether to be excited in a situation like that and kind of be pleased with themselves, or just actually end up beating themselves up for the rest of the round that it wasn't wasn't what they wanted it to be. So yeah, I didn't mind it. But yeah, he he's. Uh, yeah, is it lucky, or has, does he have a phenomenal short game that he nearly hold two bunkers? Well, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's both, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's clearly breaking. We all know we need an element of luck, but uh, he's he's clearly back, um, uh, and and don't we know it? Because we will see every single shot yeah. of his now for the rest of the year. Yeah. And and on the one sense, it's great and it's good theatre, and Grella is unbelievable. Um, you know what a what a golfing partner and wife or what a patient spouse man. oh yeah. man i i don't mind i don't mind speed i've never i've never done no. like jordan speed i just there were for the last two or three years it's felt mean how much how much coverage featured group had. coverage it gets and, and how much he's there when he's not been in a great place whereas actually if jordan speed has got a bit of swagger about him and is comfortable around the top 10 and around the elite players that's fine by me that's I can I can live with that because he will he will put himself in interesting places off the tee, and it'll be fun to see him make those recoveries. Yeah, and he played and he played some great stuff. Played some great stuff over the week. Um, I do think he rides his luck, and and again for kind of the second second or third time in the last sort of four weeks, he, he's fallen foul in the last mm. round where he's just not quite been able to hold it together, but. The more times he puts himself in these positions, at some point, at some point, it's probably going to come right for him, and yeah. Yeah, he'll get back in the winning circle. and And it is good for golf, and he plays a different style of golf to Bryson again. So, um, you know, I have to eat a little bit of humble pie because I've written him off a fair bit. I think with 
in fairness to me, um, <laughs> in fairness to myself, um, I think fairly, and there's still some demons there, but it is, I just, I didn't want him to have demons over every shot, and it kind of felt like that's the Jordan that we've had for the last couple of years, and, and this one is, this feels repeatable, um, if he can just get his driver to behave a little bit, uh, yeah, he's, he's competitive, right? Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, other interesting stories from the leaderboard before we, we move on from uh, Bay Hill. Christian Bezidenhut with a, yeah. a solo seventh. Not a PGA Tour member, but being South African and the President's Cup coming up next year. Um, you'd imagine he's hoping to put together a, a decent run of results in on the PGA Tour to get special temporary membership and, and earn his cards. Um, Will Zalatoris, again, Still leading the Corn Ferry to a regular season, but another top ten, um, finishing alongside Max Homer, Matt Fitzpatrick, Paul Casey, Charlie Hoffman, and Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood, and Keegan Bradley all all in a tie for tenth place. So that's not too shabby um, nice. from him as well. So that's pretty good. Um, and three Scotsmen made the cut um, with Martin Lard and, and Russell Knox, joined by Bob McIntyre, who I think this was his first regular PJ Tour event so outside of the WGCs and the majors um, this was his first one and, and 271s got him through the cut um, 76 on Saturday wasn't ideal um, and then a 72 on Sunday um, so inside the top 40 um, but perhaps not the uh, the week he was after No, well Martin Laird was was he leading through two rounds and then he's just shot 76 79 over the weekend and yeah. some uh, I don't know if he was leading 69-67 he was, he doesn't was close, feel he? like it's enough but yeah he was certainly he was definitely up there I think 9 under was leading wasn't it through 2 yeah Corey Connors was leading through 2 yeah yeah. yeah. but yeah he was, he was not far away no a lot of the Brits did alright then didn't they you know you've got a bunch of them at 10 under Tommy Rory Casey and Fitz Matt Wallace shot further back T-18. yeah Matt, Matt Wallace was along with Bryson T21 I think Bryson, Matt Wallace, and Andrew Putnam were the only people to break That's par right. on break par on, on Sunday, which is is interesting. Yeah. Um, on the LPGA, um, Austin Ernst made it three American winners to start the season, which is quite rare um, on the LPGA. I think it was two thousand and seven, the last time that happened. Um, I saw, which is fairly impressive. Yeah. Um, runaway leader. Uh, well, runaway 15 under she finished she um, shot a final round 70 to kind of just keep everybody else at bay Jennifer Cupcho shot 74 on Sunday um, to kind of fall away and not not put Ernst under any real pressure um, I think her she she dropped three shots in the final four holes so she was kind of going for a double bogey on the par 315th yeah. um, prepared to her her challenge yeah, she um, kind of coasted from in there. Did you, did you see much of this? I'm trying to trying to remember what you said. No, not 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 a huge amount. I saw some um, some highlights, but I didn't see a, a great deal. I was uh, I saw a little bit Thursday, Friday, not a not a huge amount, and then I saw the highlights. The uh, uh, yesterday, but yeah, the tribute holes were were, were interesting. <laughs> they were actually. They were set up slightly better, I think, on TV than they perhaps looked in the photos beforehand. Um, like. You know, twelve. What was supposed to be twelve at Augusta, and then thirteen, and they all ran together, which was was kind of nice, um, in a couple of places. So yeah, it it, it looked fun. Um, I watched a bit of it on Friday when Laura Davis was shooting a a bogey free sixty nine to make the cut, um, and then she just shot seventy six eighty across the weekend. Um, to have I'll take my three grand and run. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. Uh, and the kind of headlines uh, from a European point of view and with one eye on the Solheim Cup later this year, Charlie Hull was had a top 10 finish, which would be good. Three rounds of 70, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Leona Maguire, um, the Irish golfer, is now, she finished tight sixth and is inside the top 20 on the, the race to the CME Globe. So it's good that she's kind of finding her feet and, and adding a bit of depth to the European team. And Albani Valenzuela, who um, was a Stanford standout player um, about two years ago and part of a Stanford team that did pretty well nationally. Um, she's uh, She finished fifth, which is... I, re- um, I remember seeing her in a junior Ryder Cup 
must be about five, maybe six years ago, something along those yeah, lines. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks looks like a quality quality player. Hmm. Good young talent there. Good young talent. It's the 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 ladies' game is in a really really good place at the minute. I think lots yeah. of interesting talent coming through. I think it's good that you know some of the Americans are having some success at the beginning of the season. <clears throat> it felt like the Koreans won everything. Um, sort of coming out of lockdown and. I suppose they were a little more battled hardened because they were able to play a fair few tournaments over in Korea mm. before the LPGA tour picked up again. Yeah. It just seems like the Americans have just yeah, slowly but surely catching up and yeah, it'd be uh an interesting interesting season yeah, coming yeah. out. They've got got a couple of weeks off now, haven't they, before they their first major as well, which is just uh, called the Masters. Yeah, so I think they we've got a Kia Classic mm, next right. week. Um, 25th, yeah. yeah, to kind of build up. So that's in California as well, um, in Carlsbad, and then yeah, it's the A and A Inspiration, um, which is the the first major of the year. And then, and then yeah, and then they've they... decided they're not going to have the um, the boards, aren't they? Behind eighteen, they they've got rid of the the backboard. Oh, have they? Yeah, it was oh. announced there won't, there won't be there won't be the backboard that they had last year. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's a par five with the green over it's water. A, it's a par five with an island green. Yeah. yeah. And basically, all the women were just taking an extra club and smashing it into the backboard, trying to bounce it off. Ah, uh, good. That's uh, yeah, that is good actually. As, that's quite, as it should be. Yeah, that's, that will be fun. It will be interesting to see what happens because I don't, I don't. Yeah, only we we'll need to see the yardages, but I don't think anybody will be long enough to have a a particularly uh, high lofted club into that green. So it, yeah, there will probably be layoffs and wedges, but that's fun too. Yeah. That will be fun too. Um, before we get on to not the fifth major, um, the European Tour is back. Um, so after, well, in theory a week off because of the WGC, but a few weeks um, since the Middle East swing finished, um, we are in Qatar, back for more Middle East golf, not Taj Mahal. Um, we've got three weeks off. Um, so Qatar for the Qatar Masters, and then two tournaments in Kenya next week. Um, it's it's an interesting one because we were I was talking about this to, beforehand that there's there's a quite a big opportunity for like three or four of the the bigger names in the field. You've got Thomas Peters, Andy Sullivan, Rasmus Hoygaard and, and Aaron Rye are all in the top 75 in the world and a win here is basically yeah. um, a place in the Masters. Um so yeah. Quite big stakes I think. Yeah, I think so. And, and some of those uh, some of those guys um, didn't fare too well in the in the WGC a couple of weeks or last week. Was it last week? I forget. Yeah, last week. Um, so you know they'll they'll want to definitely get their get their place in the Masters um, and have another crack at playing over in the over in the States. So yeah, look, I think um, Rasmus for me feels like the one to watch out for here. Um, uh, he plays well in the wind. Um, he won, I think, the Afrasia uh, Mauritius uh, Bank a couple of years ago when it was windy. Um, this, this, it's sort of, it's not quite linksy, but it's a little bit linksy. It's by and wind does play a factor here. So, um, if, if it was just a desert course, I would say Sullivan or Week. I've, I don't fancy him because he always plays well in the in the desert. But um, you've got to think a little bit linksy, I think, this week for. Uh, for who who might do well here? Guys like Marcus Kinnott or Chinnot and uh, guys like that tend to do okay in this uh, in this event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is kind of there's there's opportunities here for guys to secure playing rights because you've got you've got some players that um, are still getting in on on status earned in 2019 and and some race to Dubai rankings and they might not have had the the best of 18 months periods and then you know but they're still. They're still going to be able to show up in, in Qatar and have a go, um, and you've got you know, just guys that want to uh, want to really work for it. You know, it's it's really strange. Like Laurie Cantor is, I think, somewhere down in like hundredth place on the status of this event, even though he has yeah. had some really really good results in the last six months. Um, you know, top tens in in Dubai at the DP World and at the the Dubai Desert Classic. And if if twenty twenty had been a a more regular um, more regular season, I think he'd be, feel more assured of his card and and be thinking about doing other things. But there's still that 
there's still that chance of falling out of the race to divide rankings or having to battle for your card come the end of the year that you know a win a win in a tournament like this gives you that status for a couple of years and, and allows you to to plan differently yeah uh, he, he's interesting because he is playing extremely well at the minute hmm. but I also just wonder because he's done a lot of traveling over the last couple of weeks just how that will impact I think you're right it's it's really difficult conversation we had it with Richard didn't we before Christmas yeah um, you, you know how organizing your schedule whereby you play in as many of the big events as you can do but you know the extra pressure that puts on you you know by having those extra opportunities well, if you don't perform in your bread and butter, which is the European Tour, and it's this type of event, then what is it all worth it? Um, so it's it's a it's a really tricky thing. I, I I'd be intrigued to see how he gets on. I was going to pick him in my uh, in my f- sort of European Tour fantasy league. Now I just thought, oh, he's done a lot of travelling. Mm. He's done a lot of travelling, and also he's come from a kind of a bit of a harrowing experience playing at concession. Um, in fairness, I think all the Europeans who played at concession didn't enjoy that. Um, how's, how's that going to affect his confidence, etc. Coming back to uh, to the European Tour, so um, interesting week. And also, we should say it's a you know well, well we I should say my mate Adrian's back. Adrian Moron mm. gets his first start um, of the year, so I'm looking forward to seeing how he's getting on. Apparently, he's had a good off season. I spoke to his coach the other day. Um, yeah, he's had a good off season, been practicing hard and working hard on his mental game too. And, yeah, fingers crossed he gets off to a good start. Um, not sure how good he is in the wind. That's my thing. Uh, okay. He's got a very high ball flight. Yeah, he's uh, he he contracted or tested positive for coronavirus a few weeks ago, I saw, saw on his Twitter. But he's he was going to get into Saudi, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 that was it, and landed. He is one of one of many European tour golfers that have has been in Dubai in the last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, they are all, that. that's you know, wouldn't make sense to me that if you know you're going to be in Qatar, get yourself out there and have a, a week of training and golf and nice weather and and everything that kind of goes with that. So if Laurie Cantor's gone straight from Florida to Dubai and, and relaxed, um, the travelling might not be so bad. No. But yeah, we shall see. Um, yeah, yeah the, un- the, other, un- the final thing or the other point I wanted to make about the Qatar Masters is just some of the previous winners. So Horst Campillo won it last year. <laughs> Um, from David Jorge, Drysdale. H- Jorge, 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 Jorge Campillo. Jorge, Jorge, Jorge Campillo. Uh, yeah. I, I, but he was second in 2019, or joint second in 2019 from Justin Harding. Um, Eddie Pepperell won it in 2018. And we've had the likes of Christian Bezidenhout, uh, Mike Lorenzo Vera, uh, Rafa Caparabello, Brandon Grace, Sergio Garcia, all in the kind of top two um, in the last seven or eight years. So it's you know quality... Fundamentally, the quality players will will do okay here, and the players that they will be able to kick on. So, yeah. That said, there's a there's a kind of a fun lineup to this. You've got, as I mentioned, Peters and Sullivan, but Antoine Rosner, who um, is a kind of coming force, Matthias Schwab, Thomas Dutrie, um Rasmus, who we've mentioned, Laurie Cantor. There's there's all those young players that we were we were perhaps trying to call out a few weeks ago. Um, have all got a chance here to get them get themselves a win on the European Tour and set themselves yeah. up for for a decent run um, at this season. Yeah, have you? Who do you fancy this week? Have you got anybody in mind that you think might stand above the rest? Uh, I, I quite I quite like Matthias Schwab. Um, I don't. It, it's kind of just just perhaps a kind of thought on um, whether the the course suits him. I don't think he's a bad player in the wind. I think he's um, it's just a, a pretty quality golfer um, has got r- relatively good experience compared to others that I think being in, in one of the final groupings won't phase him too much across the weekend um, and he won't you know, he's he feel, should feel pretty assured of events and status and money and, and things I don't think he's you know, it's not going to be a make or break weekend if he doesn't win um, that, so his mentality is hopefully right for, for something like this um, what about you who have you got I, I, ironically, I'm going for an American. Yeah, okay. I, I quite like Kurt Kitayama. Yeah. Um, I know he tried uh, to to make his way on the uh, on the PGA Tour, didn't he, last year or the sort of previous eighteen months? He, he tried to do a bit of a stretch there, but didn't quite didn't quite work, and come back to the European Tour and you know, did well in Abu Dhabi in T35, T20 Omega. 
top 12 at, at Saudi. Um, so he plays well, uh, plays well out in the, in the desert. Um, he's, he's had a top 20 here before, at least, I think, if I remember rightly, when I looked at him beforehand. So, yeah, I, I, I just like him. I think he's 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 a good player on the European tour. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he's got a chance to uh, a chance to do well. So yeah, I've gone I've gone with Kurt Kitayama, um, but I would yeah, it'd be nice just to see uh, see some some of these youngsters and you know see some of the guys, particularly sort of the 2019 Challenge Tour guys. You know, Francesco Laporta, Callum Hill, and, uh, Adrian, and Jack Senior, etc. Just these guys who just really haven't had that many opportunities to play proper European Tour events because of what happened obviously last year with uh, yeah. with lockdown. Yeah, um, you know, Connor Syme, for example. So there's a bunch of them. Hopefully they'll get they'll get a good run out this year. Um, it's quite interesting. Again, it still makes me it's still a bit jarring looking at some of these players that are still getting in from over a couple of years ago mm. now. Um, just thinking, what have you done? I haven't seen you on a leaderboard. I don't remember seeing you on a leaderboard for over two years, but they're still getting to all these events. So fingers crossed, the youngsters and will uh, will come up. Yeah, because uh, yeah, this time last year, um, Jack Senior, I think, was looking to do what was top twenty in Qatar, um, yeah. just before kind of lockdown and everything. I must have been feeling quite good about finding his feet in in the fields and, and finding his feet at European events and, and knowing how to show up and, and perform. And yeah, this is yeah, I'm excited for those players to kind of get moving. And if we can lose some of the I don't want to call them quite dead weight, but some of the players that have, have stagnated, um, that would be that would be good by the end of this yeah. year. Um, shall we talk about not the fifth major and the players, <laughs> the capital T, capital H, capital E players, capital P, capital. H. It's um, it's I think it's kind of it's almost the best field in golf. I think with the, the players, like they just they they make exceptions to get some of the best top 50 in the world so Robert McIntyre and Christian Bazin who I've mentioned who are in the top 50 are here you've got the top 20 one, two, five from last year's FedEx Cup you've got 48 of the top 50 in the world um, Brooks withdrew on Sunday just after yep. he'd been announced as a featured group member um, with Patrick with Patrick and Matt Wolf, who is um, yeah hasn't yeah, hasn't reappeared after uh, withdrawing from the concession Um yeah, it's. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about TPC Sawgrass? Uh, it's it's contrived. Um, it's totally manicured. It's, I mean, it's it's not my sort of golf course, but it produces a good event. I said, and I I know I'll probably get flame for over this, but it's kind of a bit like Augusta. It's like I, I think it's kind of overhyped, um, and. Um, just a bit too fake for my personal taste. However, it does produce a good event, um, and it's you know the fact that we all know the the various stretch of holes, and everybody knows seventeen and eighteen, and how challenging sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, par five, par three, par four, you know, how challenging that final stretch is. You know the opportunity to score both low and high numbers um, presents always presents an exciting finish. So it's it's a good it's it always produces a good event. Always produces a good event. Um, interesting winners. I saw I saw a stat earlier on from uh, Justin Rowe. I couldn't quite believe this, but um, the, the players has never been won back in back to back years, and in fact, they have more defending champions have missed the cut. Um, that's, that's seven of them than have finished in the top ten versus five. Five have finished in the top ten. Seven have missed the cut uh, over the years. So, wow. just proves that what a sort of difficult challenge it is. Which brings on the biggest question: Who is defending champion? Yeah. Is it Hideki? No. <laughs> and is nine under uh, course, equaling the course record last year? That's no, Rory, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Do we? So is Rory missing the cut? Rory's missing the cut, not making the top ten. No, and he I think he's more likely to make a top ten. To be quite honest, and they wouldn't even like allow it this because there's no golfer has won the players in back to back years. So, in theory. Um, Rory's not going to be not going even going to break that streak if he he does win. Yeah, because the first round hadn't finished last year, had it? It was it was suspended due to bad light, so there were some players who had due to go back and finish their kind of. There was one player who didn't finish. Oh really? I think. Yeah, oh, okay. one player who didn't finish out. 
So. Which is why they didn't all. Oh no, they did. They did pay him, didn't they? They did pay them out. <coughs> I think in the end, um, if I remember rightly. But uh, yeah, but Hideki... yeah, this was um, the chain smokers, wasn't it? Chain smokers is what this was in, <laughs> infamous for last year. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. Are they back this year? Are they doing the pre-event concert? Uh, probably not. Probably not. No. Probably not for the amount of yeah. grief they've taken. I think you've yeah. I think you've summed up the course quite nicely for me. I, that if if it wasn't the players and everything that kind of goes into this, you know, the logo being used everywhere on the website and the kind of the, the bravado that goes with it, rather than just going, yeah, this is you know, this is the the players' championship. This is the one for the the members of the PGA Tour. And being understated, but that's just not the American way, I guess, with something like this. Um, I think I, I wouldn't mind Sawgrass so much, but and I'm certainly very happy to play it if anybody at the course is, is listening and, and wants to take us out there. I'm very happy to give it a go. Um, but yeah, it's a, a little bit overhyped. It, but an absolutely stacked field. And yeah. Yeah, it's and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you, you, it always produces a really good field. Um, there's often a couple of randoms up there at the top, like a like a Siwoo Kim or yeah, somebody coming out of nowhere doing pretty well. Yeah, Rafa Cabrera Bayo a couple of years ago was very close uh, to winning this, wasn't he? So um, it it's there's pretty good leaderboards as as leaderboards go, even going mm-hmm. into the event, and it, it pretty much delivers every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jim Furyk nearly chased down Roy McIlroy two years that's ago. That's right. Oh yeah, um, that's right. He shot a fan at Eddie Pepperell. Um, went bananas, I think, on the back nine. Yeah. And uh, so he was he was clubhouse leader briefly, I believe, or or was clubhouse leader clubhouse leader for maybe half an hour, forty five minutes, um, while waiting on Furyk to finish and at fourteen under. But you know, a top five or top yeah top seven that includes Roy McIlroy, Jim Furyk, Eddie Pepperell. Jonathan Vegas, Dustin Johnson, Branch Snedeker, and Tommy Fleetwood. That's a bit like we've just seen at Bay Hill. That's not, you know, there's not one type of golfer in there um, no. that, that's going to be able to pot the way around. So, yeah, should be. We've had all sorts, all sorts of winners here as well, and yeah. all sorts of players do well. There's no, it's it is an accuracy um, golf course. It's uh, you know you have to you have to um, be on your game. It's not. It's not going to be a, a sort of a Bryson-esque golf course. It can be clearly, but it's not. You know, Bryson or a long hitter only. All sorts of players win here. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. It's not like Jordan. Jordan Spieth's not going to win here because um, he's too wayward off the tee, and it's just that bit more punishing, I think, than yeah. than we saw at Bear Hill. But I've just I've just realised Ian Poulter's been runner up here twice. Oh. Once to Stenson in two thousand and nine. Yeah, and in twenty seventeen to see Kim. Ricky Ricky Fowler has obviously won here. Uh, <laughs> That's his major. Matt Cook. Well, no. So interestingly, so the uh, the the parent child event that they have, what's the PNC? Is that something oh, yeah. called the Tiger and Charlie? Yeah, yeah. Um, they to to be eligible for that, you have to have won a major or the Players Championship. So this year in twenty twenty, Matt Kutcher, who has won the Players Championship, was allowed to play in that that father son event. Um, because of his win here, so you know, yeah, that's that's Ricky. That could just, that will keep that will keep the team spring spring breakers going um, in a few years when when Ricky and Jordan um, are going to be rocking up the PNC. He they, sadly really does feel like he's lost his game, doesn't he? Yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's not, and he didn't. It's not starting from the same sort of. No. We'll, we'll forgive him, you know, superbness that that Jordan. Jordan did so. Uh, It'd be interesting to see if he ever gets that. Point. His, I mean, his activations got me over the weekend. I, uh, I saw an Instagram. Oh, I saw an Instagram post for the one of the lemons T-shirts that Puma created for the for Arnold, the Arnold Palmer. I've got and one is now in my wardrobe. So you know, uh, <laughs> he's still he's still, oh, he's still reeling you in. Yeah. Still reeling you in. <laughs> Sucker with a dodgy leg. Yeah. It's like oh. I do want to look good when the course is reopen. You're right, Ricky. Yeah, absolutely. I'll have one of those. But yeah, it, that is, it, yeah, it's it's tricky. It's difficult because I, I I like Ricky Fowler. I think he's he's quite a nice person. But you know, liking somebody isn't quite enough for them to be 
good at golf on our screens twenty four seven. I agree with you. He seems a perfectly nice, reasonable, level headed. Never going to say anything stupid. He's great for sponsors. Yeah, he seems a nice kid, but uh, yeah, we uh, we don't need to see as much of him either on adverts no, no. or PGA Tour Live. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to be in featured groups. He needs to be. If Jordan's back, feature Jordan. Leave Ricky alone. Let him. Just send him, out, send him out. Send him out in a second. Put him out with Tim Heron. Put him out with Tim Heron and I don't know Martin Laird. Just leave him with those two down the bottom there. If he has, if he has a good week, great. We'll have him on the weekend. It doesn't doesn't even need to do that. So you can go out with like Bob McIntyre and uh, and Bezidenhout or you know just just no. Don't infect the Euros. Leave the Euros alive. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Fine. I've just I tell you. Sorry to jump off it. I've just fifteen million. 15 million purse for this event that's unbelievable well, how much money 15 million but they save money two, they save money on last year 2.7 million for the 2.7 million for the winner Ooh. holy oh my god yeah <laughs> um, and the, that's, that's, the prob- that's probably more than the whole field for it is more than the whole field for the Qatar Masters the other the other interesting thing is that every shot will be live so every shot hit the players, um, which was supposed to be the big feature of last year and, and didn't That's quite right. work out. But every shot will be uh, will be live. Every shot will have a trace, a top trace. So it's um, it's good. This is this is the future of golf. It's going to take a while for it to you know be there for maybe all of the proams and everything split courses and Tory pines north and yeah. south. But um, being yeah. This is kind it's of a glimpse. This is the glimpse into me sitting down, having my my favourite fifteen golfers, seeing every single shot they've got, plus the top five leaders. If you know, if there are others, that that's yeah, where it's going to be. And I quite like it. Well, it's <clears throat> it's all done without getting sort of too into the shenanigans behind the scenes. But you know, they are they are investing a lot in infrastructure. The strategic alliance with European Tour Productions is you know in basically getting that production knowledge in house. Um, and it's they are they are angling this route to try and bring as much of the production in house, uh, PGA Tour owned, and this is their blue ribbon event to uh, to show what the future will look like. Um, so I hope it's I hope it's successful. We obviously know that the Masters have been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, it's not quite live, but that's okay. We get to see all the shots, and if you really want to follow one golf, you can see all their shots and see their round building up. I like I like it. Um, you know, there's going to be some technical issues. I'm sure there'll be some whinging and moaning about it, but it's it's an unbelievable, challenging thing to undertake. As both you and I know, you probably know more so than me in terms of what our, our day jobs are. Um, but I think it's it's what we want as a consumer. So I'm sort of glad they're going down that route and be interested to see how it how it pans out over the week. I think there's there's two elements to it. There's the 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 nerds and the, and the, like. You know, guys that are quite happy to watch wall to wall golf like you and I, that this suits that live live we want to you know I want to see what golfers are up to and actually if the in the week leading up to event you see like Will Zalatoris is a really good example if he Monday queued you know a few months ago to and Monday qualified to an event you kind of pick up that story and you think oh I'll I'll watch him being able yeah. to to see him plot his way around the golf course is kind of fun but then it's also highlight stuff that actually if somebody that's out first in the round is suddenly shoots a 64 and is on top of the leaderboard at the end of the day in the past you kind of you get you know maybe the last three or four holes of coverage and and that's the highlights that go with it because they've just you know they've not started coverage and they've not focused on those players actually changing that up so that they're following every player and, and seeing every shot is kind of good for archive stuff and highlight stuff and, and being able to tell the full story of, of somebody's round of golf yeah uh, uh, you, just before I forget you you mentioned Will Salatore there I, I I literally I still don't think I've seen him hit one golf shot um, he is yeah, and, and I know he's kind of been like a top 20 machine I, I, I can I can just about picture him because I saw a picture of him the other week but I, I literally I would struggle if you put too many blonde-haired people in the lineup. I don't think I'd be able to pick him out. It's amazing, isn't it? It's this kid is getting all these results, and yep. we just—he's just not anywhere on any broadcast. Yeah, I was going to say he is little and blonde, um, and I mean, if I—I 
yeah, if I've knowingly seen 10 of his shots, um, I think I'd be surprised. But yeah, he's not a PGA Tour member, so he doesn't get the doesn't get the spotlight. You get the full treatment. Yeah, yeah, which is is baffling. Um, and yes, yeah, as I think I mentioned, still leading the Corn Ferry Tour regular season from 2019, even though he's not played a Corn Ferry event in many many months because he's translating. But yeah, he like it, I don't know. I don't know if ever, but I don't know the last time a Corn Ferry Tour member played at the Masters. You know that there's not many guys that aren't haven't won on the PGA Tour or been coming from the European Tour or done something to get into the top fifty in the world. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, fair play to him. But, um, so that's us. So it's uh, Qatar Masters and the players. It's um, yeah. Golf is it's it just I feel a lot more comfortable when there's two tournaments on. There's one either side of of the Atlantic or two around the world where I can fill more hours of my day with golf in the background and golf while while doing other things. Lovely. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, are you got a little pick for this week for one and done for? Oh uh, yeah, sorry. I, we have Yeah, I meant to ask you that. I'm going for Hideki. He's gonna. He starts on nine under, right? Oh, you he, are. Um, no, yeah. yeah, I'm going. I'm going for Hideki. I feel I, I just, yeah, he's got a decent record around there. Um, he was top twenty a couple of years ago. He started pretty well. His game is his game is in a nice place. Um, the last few weeks he's been putting pretty well, playing some pretty decent approach play. Um, yeah, I, I just I like where he's at now after a couple of a couple of difficult years and and you know through twenty. 16 2017 when he was basically the best player in the world um for about three months or about five months um i'm not saying he's necessarily going to get back to that but i think he's in he's in contention again yeah what about you all right like that oh yeah i'm sort of i'm in an ring fresh off my pick of bryson last week and feeling very smug about that um i d- uh i think i might go xander yeah, okay. Oh, he came second here. He was second here to Webb oh, when, when Webb lapped the field oh, a few yeah. years ago. I don't know. It sort of feels like a Xander ish course to me. Sort of get the impression he could probably play all right round here. If I hadn't have already picked like a Webb Simpson and Patrick Cantley, I probably would be going for them, mm. if I'm honest. Because um, it's kind of made up for them. Uh, but I, yeah, I think I probably based on my picks, I'll probably go Xander for this one. Yeah, okay. I think it's going to be a big name. Yeah, yeah. By big just... name, I think a top top fifteen, top fifteen yeah. player in the world is going to win this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't really disagree. Although now I'm trying to, I think Hideki is top twenty at the minute. So I'm going to say it's a top twenty player in the world this year. There you go. Uh, Hideki's down to twenty three. Top twenty five in the world uh, is going to win it this week, <laughs> and we'll. Uh, We'll leave it at that. Cheers, Ben. Cool. Cheers, buddy. Thanks very much. Uh, We'll speak next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.